Good morning, let's stand. It's so nice to see everyone today. Happy Independence Day. For those watching, thank you for joining us today. It's a great day to praise the Lord. Amen. Let's say our vision. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Father God. We are free. <laughs> and not just because of uh, uh, 1776, July 4th of 1776, but because of 2,000 or so years ago, Jesus gave us the freedom. He went on that cross and he gave his life so we can be free, so we can receive everything he has. We can receive healing. We can be free from disease. We can be free from death. We can be free from anything that ever will bound so today, let's just declare that we are free. Say this with me. I am free. A little bit louder. I am free. Thank you, Lord. We just worship you this morning, Father. And we thank you for the freedom we have in you, Lord. Father, we just yield to your spirit this morning. And we just come to celebrate on you. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, our Lord, that gave his very life so we can be free, so we can be set free. And we just receive your freedom, Father God. We know that we are free in you, Lord. We just worship you and honor you this morning, Lord Jesus. And thank you that we are free. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you, Lord.
independence 245 years of it and so thank you father that over 2,000 years ago Jesus came Jesus was obedient to the father and he made a way for all men to be free all women to be free and today we celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus and the freedom that we have to gather together in this nation. Many countries cannot do what we are doing this morning, and so we do not take it for granted that we can stand in a facility and that we can proclaim the name of Jesus boldly. We don't take it for granted, but we are blessed. We are a blessed people, and we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor for it in the name <laughs> come on say the name with me of Jesus the name above every name amen glory to God you can be seated this morning I know this is a little different but we're celebrating freedom and we have some individuals who are celebrating freedom from various grades that they were in and so we're going to acknowledge some of our grads this morning. Now, these are the grads who gave us the information. <laughs> so if you have a grad that we didn't get, we didn't get that information from you. So we have four individuals to celebrate this morning. And so we're going to start with uh, the youngest one, and we'll go to the oldest. Go ahead, guys.
kids with COVID and all that, masks, no masks, I mean, homeschool, parents, teachers, all of that. But uh, his favorite class, recess, gym, and art. Is recess a class? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think every kid loves recess. Did you like recess when you were young? I liked recess when I was young. And Jim, I see some sports in, in his uh, future. He's already in sports, right? Yeah. And so, Nathan, we have something for you. There's some goodies in here, but I'm just going to pull this out because I just want to read this. And this is, this is your bag. This is going to be your goodie bag, okay? And it's just a little certificate that says, Congratulations, Nathan Clark, on your graduation from kindergarten. We are so proud of you on your graduation day and every day. And we love you, your pastors, and your family at Father's House Family Church. And there's, of course, our favorite verse for this time of year, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He's making a declaration about Nathan. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. Amen? Glory to God. So give Nathan a hand this morning. Nathan, I hope I put this back in there good. If it wrinkles, tell mom to make you another one. <laughs> okay, oh, there's candy in here. There's some goodies in here. Congratulations, give him a hand as he goes. Glory to God. And the next person we have, and I hope I say her full name correctly, is Bianca Vasquez, or Vasquez de Barros. Come on up. Vivi, as we like to call her, is family, not just in the faith family, but family with my family. And so she graduated from eighth grade, and in her little thing here, she has been accepted to the Jacqueline Walsh School for the Arts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. She starts in September of this year. If you don't know Vivi and you, you haven't seen her artwork, she is a talented artist. 
So I can only imagine how far she'll go. And her niche is like characters. And uh, like I can see her making cartoons and, and movies, that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. Uh, her favorite subject is science. Girl, are you okay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> science is her favorite subject. Good for you. Good for you. And so we have one for you too. And it says, uh, congratulations. I'm just going to say Vivi. On your eighth grade graduation, we celebrate your accomplishment with you. And we know that God has great things in store for you as you continue to follow his plan for your life. This is a book by my friend and mentor, John Maxwell. It's sometimes you win, sometimes, and the word lose is crossed out. You learn. We learn from the things that we do, right? And this is for teens, so this is perfect for you. And there's a $25 gift card. <laughs> so that's for you. I'm going to take this. Ivan, you could get a picture of us. I know Nathan was very quick. All right. Thank you. Give her a hand as she goes. God bless you. All right. The next one is Saz. Where is he? St. Mark. Come on up. Now, this guy's not shy at all. You stand on this side. All right, so, so he's not shy at all. We all know Mr. Saz, right? <laughs> so I was waiting for his novel, you know, on his paper, but he wrote it good. He wrote it good. So he graduated from high school. Yes. He graduated from Taunton High School, and he's gonna, he's working full time in this, during the summer. He's thinking about what he wants to do for college. Uh, his goal is to leave his house by 20 to move with his sister, to move in with his sister. And his goal is to also get a car by the end of the summer. Good goals, my friend. Uh, his favorite classes, gym and web design. That's a great combination. And so we asked him if he had to pick his favorite Bible verse. It's found in Mark 11:23, 23. And it talks about believing in your heart, right? And whatever you believe and whatever you say, what is it? You'll have it. Amen? And so uh, that's his favorite verse. So we have one for you. It says, we are extremely happy for you and we celebrate this outstanding accomplishment with you. We know that as you continue to follow God's plan for your life, the next chapter of your story will be filled with his highest and his best. Amen. So there's a, a book, again, by my mentor. It's called Change Your World. And this book is about how anyone, anywhere can change their sphere of influence. So we're going to give that to you. We got this. And you get a $50 gift card. God bless you. We love you. We love you. Come on, give me a hand. Oh, let's take a picture together. Let's take a picture together. You're not shy. Thank you. Just do lots of cropping on that. Waist up, please. Thank you. All right. Okay. Our final grad uh, is Brittany Arujo. Come on in. Brittany's face is familiar to you because she's done this before. She graduated high school, and you see her up on the praise and worship team. Each week, her smiling face brings me, as the pastor, much joy. 
I can tell you, tremendous joy. Uh, so Brittany uh, graduated and she completed the LPN program at Bristol Plymouth Regional Technical School. So she has her LPN degree. People say, what is an LPN? A licensed practical nurse. Amen. And so uh, she is working on future plans, job searching, those kind of things. And uh, one of her favorite classes this year was growth and development. That's a good class to like because we all need to be learning in order to grow. We have to learn. And so that's good. And her favorite verse is found. It's the whole chapter of Psalm 91. Amen. Hallelujah. So hers is the same. We know that as you continue to follow his steps, put one foot in front of the other, that God's plan for your life is going to unfold and you are going to experience his highest and his best. And your church family is right here behind you, rooting you on. We're in your corner. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You, you get the same. I'll give this to you. Let's take the picture together. Better be good, honey. Better be good. <laughs> Come on and give her a hand. Come on, give all of them a hand this morning. Stand with us. Let's make this declaration this morning. family members that celebrate when their kids come home from jail and I'm like come on now let's celebrate when our kids do something good graduate from high school how about let's not go to jail 
Amen. If we've been to jail, no condemnation, no guilt, none at all. We, God, God helps us, amen. We get through it. But we celebrate when our kids have these types of accomplishments, the small things. Celebrate the small things, even the little ones. You got through the school year. <laughs> amen. Glory to God. Okay, a couple of announcements, and then we're going to give this morning. We're moving right along. Good, good, good. All right, so on July the 21st, Pastor Gary Cassie from uh, Ohio will be with us right here uh, at 7 p.m. Leading up to his coming, we are going to be showing, and we started this past Wednesday at 7 p.m., DVDs called Financial Revolution. The goal is to finish four DVDs before he comes, and he'll do session number five with us. What this is, is their ministry is called to help churches get out of debt. What can you do with a church that has no debt? Anything that God wants you to do. Amen? And so he wants every family, and every family is invited to participate. You can even invite a friend or a family member. And so what we'll do is after he speaks on the 21st, we ask you gather all your bills and everything. Get it all together, you know, the fun things that we love to look at every day. So gather all your bills, see how much you owe, even your mortgage. Include your mortgage. If you're believing God to buy a house, this is your opportunity. And so uh, I would get everything together, and then the third week or the, yeah, the third week of August, they'll be coming back, it might be the second week of August, they'll be coming back and meeting with every family to put together a plan for debt dissolvement, <laughs> to get out of debt. It's a five to seven year plan. And they have many, many multitudes of testimonies of how people have gotten out of debt by following these, just these things, okay? Takes discipline and all that, but they will give you a plan. This is free, free to the church, free to all of you. And so come and take advantage of it. We do not stream this live. For those watching us this morning, welcome. We love you. We're glad you're with us. But you got to come in person for these, these, these uh, financial, uh, uh, the meeting and for all of this because we cannot stream this live. We're going to go ahead and uh, just take it offline for the family. So come in person. Come and be a part of it. Amen? Also, on July the 10th, that's next Saturday, right? This coming Saturday, I should say. Uh, Dighton has its first annual Dighton Firecracker Festival. It's over here at the town, over there at the town hall. And uh, they're going to have Dighton Fire and Police, the Lions Club, fundraising group. And guess who else is going to be there? Father's House Family Church. We're going to be there. We have a table there. We'll be handing out some free stuff, uh, some backpacks, things for the kids. We'll be praying with people, talking to people. We can do whatever we want as long as we do it at our table and not around the park. So we stay at our table. You can do whatever you want at our table. Amen? So uh, we can get there early as 1230 to set up. And uh, they have a designated spot for us, kind of like we did with Church at the Park. And we're just going to spend the day. The event goes from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And so plan on coming out, even if you can't come the whole time, whatever time you have to drop in. We want the neighborhood and this town of Dighton to just know that we are here and that we want to help them, support them in any way that we can. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. All right. And then the last announcement is Kingdom's, uh, Kingdom Couples on July the 31st from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., 
Mr. Craig and Nasha Barton. Uh, this event is for married couples and single couples who desire to be married. Married couples should plan to stay the entire time of the event from three to five. However, unmarried couples or singles who want to be married should plan to come for the second half, which is from four to five, okay? So that is on July 31st. They'll be announcing it again next week. If you have any questions, please see Craig or Nasha Barton. They are down with the children this morning. Oh, no. Is Nasha still? Nasha's up here this morning. There she is. So you can see Nasha uh, and you can get more information about it, okay? They'll come up here next week and talk to you more about it. Glory to God. Are you ready to give this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm listening to those kids. It's not just for fun. Okay. It's a key. Yeah. To the so kingdom of everything. God. Everything. Ah. Yeah. They say they don't have to come. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If you find out with the key of the kingdom, you could get anything. How to do it? You do everything. Yeah. So it's not just about debt uh, freedom. They concentrate. On they their focus is that, but it, it's unlocking the key to the kingdom of God and how to receive what you need from God, and that's what we learn through this series. We're focusing on the financial part of it, but it, it's it's for anything. Amen. Fully persuaded. Uh, we'll do that after. Come on in. This is my husband, Eric. Glory to God. Good morning. Good morning. Sure. <laughs> I said we're going to do a video first, but we ready to give? Yes. Today's July 4th. I don't know how many times we've had July 4th service on a Sunday, but today's United States of America's birthday, right? One nation under God. Now, I was praying and thinking about what to say about this country. We have our problems in this country. Turn on the TV. Some are real. Some are made up. We have a lot of growing to do. And we don't have all the answers as humans, but God does. And I think one of the main things is if we act more like Jesus and try to become more like Jesus and show love and compassion, that'll take away most of our problems. Now, most of you know I've been overseas. I see what real, I've seen what real evil is like and what it can do to people. I'm affected by it every day. But when I came back, I kissed the ground when I got off the plane. I mean, that might seem cliche. I don't know how many veterans in here have done that. But we literally got off the plane and, and kissed the tarmac and said, thank God I'm home. We're one nation under God. We gotta work through the problems, you know? We have barbecues. Of course, the past few years, we've been rained on. But that doesn't stop the United States from moving forward in this world and some of you may agree or not, but we're trying to make the world a better place. Now, you might say, well, why do we always have to do that? Because we have God on our side. And he's got the most power out of anything that's ever lived. And it's called love. So let's walk in love. And 
just try to be better people, try to be more like Christ. And a lot of the problems will go away. So I think I left my other note back there. Yeah, can you grab that? It's like a little notebook. So right there, Psalms 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. That's something I always, when I pray for this country, I'm always thinking that, like, you know, we're founded on our free, the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, freedom to assemble. I know some of those are mixed in together. And what better way to honor God, God but to put him first in everything we pray about, the people we vote for, the platforms we stand for, is the Bible. Amen? Amen. So, happy birthday, USA. Let's get together. <laughs> Ivan, you can do the next one, please. Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Next. We got one guy back there trying to do a couple things. First Chronicles 29.9, the people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord David the king also rejoiced greatly. These are the freedoms, people. Freedoms that we should enjoy in this country. We have freedom in this house, amen? All right, one more. I think I got, yeah. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't want to go to that cross. He was obedient to go to the cross. So in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, talking about giving here, and this is what God wants to do for us. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Who wants that? Well, if anybody's got any testimonies, because it happens to me every day, good things happen to me every day. Let's repeat that. Good things happen to me every day. You always check your heart at the door, come in expecting. I expect great things to happen to me every time I wake up in the morning because of him. So um, you guys already passed out the, the envelopes? Everybody stand, please. Now, we do this every week. We repeat this. We should memorize it by now, but we get a lot of things on our mind a lot of times. <laughs> we got other scriptures too, but I do think of this confession, and I try to get close to it when I'm at home, thinking about things that I need in my life. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, settlements, estates, and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, 
we receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hand great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys can bring uh, your offerings up to the bucket, please. And then you can have a seat. I'm thinking I missed something here. I'll get, I'll get to that. I thought I had one more thing I wanted to say. I got thrown off. I thought there was a video first, and I'm like, oh. I was ready to watch a video. So I have a question. Do we have any new visitors in the house today? Raise your hand, please. First time visitors. Thanks for coming. That gentleman back there, Dave McFadden, I've known him since junior high, if not a little bit before that. So he's, a, he's an old friend of mine. I saw him on Facebook. I said, hey, you're around Dighton. Come on down. And so I saw him fishing a couple weeks ago. I yelled, hey, Dave. So it's good to see you, my friend. We go back to the basketball courts downtown. I remember those days. I've never been so thirsty than playing basketball. I had to go down to Cumberland Farms afterward and get like one of those 25-cent lemonades. Man, those, those were good times. Yeah, they were 25 cents at the time. Not to show our age, I'm just saying. Can't get anything for 25 cents anymore. So pastor says you're only a visitor once after that, your family. So welcome. And uh, if you put your information in the bucket, I think we have a Dunkin' Donuts gift card for you. I think that's it. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. I thank you, Father, for this church. I thank you for this family. We are a family of faith, and we are strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. And I thank you that the anointing of abundance is on us in Jesus' name. And right now, I declare an increase in abundance in every area of our lives because we are obedient to you. And we give wholeheartedly and cheerfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless the Lord. All right, go ahead, Ivan. <laughs> oh, 289 came in for uh, the roof project. Awesome. Uh, we're down to, um, where are we? 6,323. Remember, that's half of a half, right? <laughs> and so it started out 17,000. We're down to 6,323. That's pretty amazing. Why? Because we serve an amazing God. This is the last bit of debt we have with the exception of the mortgage. And I can tell you our mortgage is less than my personal mortgage <laughs> and many others in the church. And so uh, it's not a huge mortgage for this big of a building. God blessed us with it. And so we're just thankful. I can't wait till the Cassis come and they give us some tips and tricks also to get that paid down. Amen. Glory to God. Go ahead, Ivan. You can play that video. Grandpa. Grandpa! 
My dress-up clothes would fit you so good. I know. I look fabulous. <laughs> yes, you do. Here, put this cape around your neck. You can be Captain America when he's too old to fight bad guys. Hmm. Go ahead, put it on. Well, sweetheart, I don't think this is something that we should um, make a cape out of. How come? It's just a flag. Just a flag. Here, let Grandpa sit down. Hallie, uh, do you know what honor means? You mean that thing that God says I gotta do to my parents? <laughs> That's the one. You see, honor is when in your heart that you decide to make something or someone very important and very special. So I guess I honor you then. Oh, I honor you too, kiddo. <laughs> And every time that I look at this flag, I respect it. And it reminds me that I honor the country that I fought for, the country that you and I live in, and the men and women who sacrificed so much so we can live in freedom. And it also reminds me to thank God for all of it. So maybe instead of wearing the flag, we should put it way up high where everyone can see it. <laughs> That's a bingo, girl. <laughs> like on top of the house? There you go. No, the chimney. <laughs> well, just get a flagpole. That does make sense. Why reinvent the wheel? Amen. So uh, Mr. Eric just said a few moments ago, he said, you know, our country isn't perfect. There's been mistakes made. There continue to be mistakes made. But if you read through history, uh, you can know the real facts about our country and how it was founded. I want to take a moment and talk to you just for a few minutes before we sing our national anthem. And yes, we're gonna sing our national anthem. And uh, I wanna talk to you about the flag's beginnings. I wanna talk to you, this is from the Smithsonian Magazine. The Star Spangled Banner's history starts not with Francis Scott Key, but a year earlier with Major George Amistad, the commander of Fort McHenry. I remember we went there in Baltimore my husband and I, and we walked through that. And it's just amazing, just amazing to see how they lived during that time. Uh, knowing that his fort was a likely British target, Amistad told the commander of Baltimore defenses in July of 1813 that he needed a flag, a big one, 
He said, we, sir, are ready at Fort, Mc Fort McHenry to defend Baltimore against invading uh, by the army, except that we have to have a flag so large that the British will have no difficulty in seeing it from a distance. Armistead soon hired a 29-year-old widow and professional flag maker, Mary Young Pickersgill of Baltimore, Maryland, to make a garrison flag measuring 30 by 42 feet with 15 stars and 15 stripes, each star and stripe representing a state, a large flag, but not one unusual for the time. Over the next six weeks, Mary, her daughter, three of Mary's nieces, and a 13-year-old servant, and possibly Mary's, uh, Mary's mother, Rebecca Young, worked 10 hours daily sewing the flag using 300 yards of English wool bunting. They made the stars each measuring two feet in diameter from cotton, a luxury item at the time. Initially, they worked from Mary's home, now a private mu museum known as the Flag House. But as their work progressed, they needed more room and had to move to Claggett's Brewery across the street. On August 19, 19, uh, 1813, the flag was delivered to Fort McHenry. On a rainy September 13, 1814, British warships sent a downpour of shells and rockets onto Fort McHenry in Baltimore Harbor, relentlessly pounding the American fort for 25 hours. The bombardment known as the Battle of Baltimore came only weeks after the British had attacked Washington, D.C., burning the Capitol, the Treasury, and the President's house. It was another chapter in the ongoing war of 1812. A week earlier, Francis Scott Key, a 35-year-old American lawyer, had boarded the flagship of the British fleet on the Chesapeake Bay in hopes of persuading the British to release a friend who had recently been arrested. His tactics were successful, but because he and his companions had gained knowledge of the impending attack on Baltimore, the British did not let them go. They allowed the Americans to return to their own vessel, but continued guarding them. Under their scrutiny, he watched on September 13th as the barrage of Fort McHenry began eight miles away. Here's what he wrote. It seemed as though Mother Earth had opened and was vomiting shot and shell in a sheet of fire and brimstone. He wrote later, but when darkness arrived, he saw only red erupting in the night sky. Given the scale of the attack, he was certain the British would win. The hours passed slowly, but in the clearing smoke of the dawn's early light, on September 14th, he saw the American flag, not the British Union Jack, flying over the fort, announcing an American victory. He put his thoughts on paper while still board, on board of the ship, setting his words to the tune of a popular English song. His brother-in-law, commander of a militia at Fort McHenry, read Key's work and had it distributed under the name Deve Defense of Fort McHenry. The Baltimore Patriot newspaper soon printed it, and within weeks, 
Key's poem, now called The Star-Spangled Banner, appeared in print across the country, immortalizing his words and forever naming the flag it celebrated. The Star-Spangled Banner is a symbol of American history that ranks with the Statue of Liberty and the Charters of Freedom, said Brent Glass, the museum, the Smithsonian's director. The fact that his has been entrusted to the National Museum of American History is an honor. The flag is a symbol of our freedom. It reminds us of the many lives that were sacrificed so we can enjoy the liberties we have in this nation. See, freedom comes with a cost. It's provided for with a cost. We receive it freely, but there was a cost that was paid. Jesus paid the price for us to be spiritually free, and many win men and women paid the price so we can live in a free country. There's many things that are negative that are being said about our nation's flag, and we see people dishonor and disrespect it based on their opinions. The facts have stood throughout history. Yes, again, we know our nation is not perfect, and there are a lot of wrongs that need to be made right. But it starts with you and I as individuals looking into our hearts and asking God to search us and know our hearts. And if there be any wicked ways in us to clean our hearts and make it right. And we repent of those things and we move on. The word of God tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, don't copy the behaviors of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Instead of following the behavior of a few people who are rebelling because of their experiences and because of their hurts that they have not gotten healing over, let's stand with the majority and let's declare that God is the Lord over this nation. And that we are one nation under him. I like what the Bible tells us to do. People of faith, we speak things that be not as though they are. And so you may not see it today, but I'm telling you this nation is one nation under God. So I'll ask you this morning to stand in respect of this flag right here. And the men, every time we sing the national anthem, I've sang the national anthem at various events. And each time I sing, I'm thinking of the men and women who served this great country, who gave their lives, and how when they fly back and they see that flag flying high, they know that what they've done is not in vain because freedom still reigns here in our country. Let's sing it together. Can you turn on uh, my lapel up on the stage, please? We can pledge the flag. Oh, say can you What's 
God, you may be seated this morning. Glory to the name of Jesus. This year we are celebrating 245 years of independence in the U.S. We continue to be the longest ongoing constitutional republic in the history upon this earth. Laid in the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. Our founding fathers were believers and followers of Jesus. They believed that the Bible was the basis for our freedoms, not religion, the Bible. In John chapter 8, verse 31 in the Passion, Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. One translation says, if you keep and follow my words, you are truly my followers. If you take the time to go back through history and read for yourself the words written by our founding fathers, you will have no doubt about the Christian foundation of this country. Sam Adams one, was one of the most openly Christians of all of those who signed the Declaration of Independence. We know him as the beer guy. Your cousin from Boston. You hear that commercial? <laughs> yeah, Sam Adams. You hear of him from that. But he was known back then for his faith. For his faith. That's what he was known for. He, little, he literally wrote it on his sleeve. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. John Adams said that the three most notable people who signed the Declaration were George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, and this guy named Dr. Benjamin Rush. Do you hear about him in high school or in school at all? No, I see kids shaking their head. No, yeah. So he, we should, though, because listen to what he's done. He served on three different presidential administrations. He was the director of the U.S. He started five universities. Three of them are still in existence today. And he was the father of American medicine. He was also known as the father of public schools. How are we not teaching about him in schools? He came up with medical cures over 200 years ago and they're still in use today. He is a strong Christian founding father in every sense of the word. He would be evangelical. He's from Pennsylvania and he worked with Benjamin Franklin to abolish slavery. And to do so, they had to go against the British Empire, which they were a part of. He would read his Bible every year from cover to cover, and he would write notes and take a journal, make a journal of what he was reading. He actually started a society to distribute Bibles and then one to print them. There's an essay about his life, and when he talks about the Bible, one of the things he says is that in America, the only useful education has to be laid in religion, specifically the Bible. Because without religion, there can be no virtue. Without virtue, there can be no liberty. And liberty is the object of our government. 
The point he makes is that we want to be free. If we want to be free as Americans, or we want to be free as Americans, but freedom only works if we have virtue or morality. But you can only have virtue or morality if you go back to the Bible. And so he says, without the Bible, America will never be a free nation. But if we will teach the Bible, we can always enjoy freedom. Again, many don't want, to, don't want to say that. In fact, a lot of them want to remove the Bible. We've removed it from public school. We've removed it from many places. When the father of public school was printing and distributing the Bible. Do you see how far we come? And then we wonder why we have problems in our nation. John Quincy Adams, John Adams' son, is quoted as saying, I speak as a man of the world to men of the world, and I say to you, search the scriptures. The Bible is the book of all others to be read at all ages and in all conditions of human life, not to be read once or twice or thrice through and then laid aside, but to read in small portions of one of two chapters every day and never to be intermitted unless by some overruling necessity. What excellent advice. For the youth sitting in here, it sounds like your youth pastor, doesn't it? The word, the word, the word. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. George Washington said that. Do not any, let anyone claim tribute of American patriotism if they even attempt to remove religion from politics. politics. George Washington said that in his farewell address to the nation. Do you see this being played out today? It's being played out. And so we have a number of people who have declared about the Bible. So when uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, this shortly, but uh, I'll talk about this here when we go to do this next one. But uh, there are many people who don't want to admit or some want to ensure that the next generation doesn't hear about our Christian founding principles. In fact, they don't teach it in school like they did when I went to school. I went to a Christian school all my life, so I, this is what we were taught. This is the history we were taught. And to find out, like, my kids and stuff didn't hear, I'm like, what, what did you learn in school then? <laughs> what did you learn? And so uh, on July 2nd, 1776, Congress voted to approve a complete separation from Great Britain. This is what we're celebrating today. Tuesday, two days afterwards, on July 4th, the early draft of the Declaration of Independence was signed, albeit by only two individuals at the time, John Hancock, President of Congress, and Charles Thompson, Secretary of Congress. Four days later, on July 8th, members of Congress took that document and read it aloud from the steps of Independence Hall, proclaiming it to the city of Philadelphia, after which the Liberty Bell was rung. The inscription around the top of that bell is Leviticus chapter 25, verse 10. Proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. That's what's on our Liberty Bell. When they ring it, it's proclaiming liberty. 
Now, John Adams, a founding father and second president of the U.S., said the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. He wrote two letters. I found this interesting. He wrote two letters to his wife, Abigail, immediately following the signing. The first one was just kind of telling her it was approved and we did it, and it was very quick. The second one, he was more pensive and more thoughtful. And he said, he, he cautiously noted, this day will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. He was right. It is amazing that on the very day they approved the declaration that Adams was already foreseeing that their actions would be celebrated by us future generations. He contemplated whether it would be proper to hold such celebrations, but then, the, then concluded, yeah, it should be commemorated, but in a particular manner and with a specific spirit. He told Abigail, it ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to Almighty God. How appropriate that we celebrate it here in church today. He believed that the 4th of July should become a religious holiday. A day we remember God's hand in deliverance and a day of religious activities when we committed ourselves to him in solemn acts of devotion. In fact, he went on to talk about how Christmas, the birth of Jesus, and Independence Day were connected. It is not that in the chain of human events, he said, the birthday of the nation is linked with the birthday of the Savior that it forms a leading event in the progress of the gospel dispensation. Is it not that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God, where am I? Redeemer's mission, to be continued, upon earth, and that it laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. See, our founding fathers believed that. They believed that as long as we followed the Bible, as long as we made that our guide, that there wasn't anything we could accomplish as a nation and that, that God would continue to pour out his blessings upon this nation. So would you stand with us this morning? And we're going to declare the blessing of the Lord upon this nation. Amen? We're doing our aerobics this morning, up and down, up and down. So you're getting your workout this morning, okay? Now let's exercise our vocal cords, and let's declare this together. God bless America.
do this song. <laughs> and uh, this is a long one. <laughs> There's seven verses to this song, but we're going to do part of them, okay? Um, this song is the battle hymn of the Republic. And this song is strongly identified with the Union. Julia Ward Howe, the daughter of a well-to-do New York City banker, was touring the Union Army camps near Washington, D.C. with Reverend James Freeman Clark. During the course of their camp visit, the group began to sing one of the currently popular songs among them, which was John Brown's Body. Remember John Brown? In one of those rare flashes of inspiration that leave their mark on the history of a nation, Reverend Clark turned to Mrs. Howe and he was moved to suggest that she pen new lyrics to the familiar tune. She replied that she had often thought of doing exactly that. And so the following morning, as Mrs. Howe later described it, she awoke in the gray of the early dawn and to my astonishment found that the wished for lines were arranging themselves in my brain. I lay quite still until the last verse had completed itself in my thoughts, then hastily arose, saying to myself, I shall lose this if I don't write it down immediately. We're going to sing these verses. And now they've added to the verses, and you'll see how they added it, and you'll see that it's highly appropriate for this time, these last of the last days that we are living in. So I want you to sing it, and as you sing it, the lyrics is up here. Just let it just bless you this morning as we minister to God. My eyes have seen the glory of the
that that's not a Holy Ghost inspired song. Amen. While you're standing, ushers, before I dance around this place, can you just pass out the communion elements before we go this morning? We're just going to just take communion. And we're going to take it focusing on the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. We are called to be free people. Amen. We've been called to be free. And this is the year of the local church. This is the year for the recovery of everything that we've lost. Healing, restoration, prosperity. Amen. We're just going to go before him and receive that this morning. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Your church, Father God, is marching on today. Your church is marching on in victory. Amen? We are a powerful, moving, mighty force on this earth, the church of the Lord Jesus. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. So as we take our covenant meal, we're just going to focus on the freedom that the shed blood of Jesus Christ has given us and provided for us. He died so we could be free from sin, shame, sickness, pain, disease, guilt, lack, poverty, confusion. And when we receive him, we are no longer slaves to the devil. We go free from the chains that once bound us. Colossians 1.13 says, We've been rescued or drawn out from the power, control, or domain of darkness. And we've been transferred, translation, uh, translated, or brought into the kingdom of his dear son who loves us. Amen. Let's remind us uh, ourselves this morning of that. And before we go on, before we partake of communion, this freedom that we have in Jesus comes when we receive him. And that freedom provides for us a peace that when turmoil and confusion and things are going on around in the nation that can be unsettling for us, we can stay focused on him and the work that he's called us to. And so first we've got to receive him. Because to know Jesus is to know his peace and his salvation. And so if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you don't have that joy that you see maybe people in this church have, I want to take the time, even if you're watching online this morning, I want to lead you in a prayer. And when you pray this from your heart, you have an assurance that when you go from this earth, your home is in heaven. But not only that, you will have peace that he can only give here on this earth. And he'll help you navigate every winding road of your life. I don't know about you, but those of you who know Jesus, I can't imagine going through this world without him. Some call it the higher power, the man upstairs. Well, I call him my father. And I have a relationship with him every moment of my life. I can lift my voice and talk to him. And that's what he wants to do with you. And so this morning, if you're here in this building or if you're watching us online, please repeat this prayer after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe Jesus, Jesus is your son and he is Lord. He died on the cross 
for my sins. And Jesus, right now, I need you. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a brand new person. I am no longer bound by the devil. I renounce him and all his works. And right now, I declare I am free in Jesus. I belong to you and you belong to me. Amen. Glory to God. Now we can partake of communion together. And in Luke chapter 22, verse 19 and 20, it says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, this morning we put ourselves in remembrance of the work of the cross and the broken body of Jesus. He allowed people to come and to beat him. Oh, Father, he allowed them to speak words of negativity to him. He allowed them to spit on him. He allowed them to put a, a crown of thorns piercing his skull. And he did it for, for all of us who are here this morning. And we thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Thank you for taking the negativity and the shame. Thank you for taking the brokenness upon yourself so we can be whole. We receive it by faith in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it as we partake of the body this morning. Go ahead and partake of the bread, the wafer that you have in your hand this morning. Glory to God. And just say, I thank you. I thank you, Father. And then it says, in Luke chapter 22, verse 20. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And he told them to take it in remembrance of them. And so this morning, we are so grateful for the shed blood of Jesus. And all that it provides, there is provision in the blood. His blood flowed. As they beat him, his blood flowed. And it still flows for you today. Oh, we thank you, Father, for the power and the victory that's in the blood. We appropriate it from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Our entire being is covered by the blood of Jesus. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus enables us to walk in victory and in freedom. In Jesus' name, and devil, we tell you that this blood that flows today is against you in Jesus' name, and you are defeated in our lives, for we have the victory. The back of the book says that we win, and we are not defeated, but we overcome and triumph in Jesus Christ, and we receive our victory this morning. Go ahead and partake with thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. You unravel me with the melody. Yeah. 
Anybody here having some problem? You probably um, feel dizzy, something like that. I'm gonna pray, and if it's you, take it. Okay, you'll receive it. Glory to God. And I'm gonna take authority over stroke. Yeah, that's good. Father God, in the name thank of Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for alerting us before things happen. Lord, thank you that Jesus Christ died and raised from the dead and gave us authority of the work of the devil. So right now I take authority of a stroke. In the name of Jesus, I bind you. I command you, you cannot have it. In the name of Jesus, you drop and you get out of the sight. In Jesus' name, I command the valve in the heart. And the artery, in the name of Jesus, you open and you be healed and whole. In the name of Jesus, I command every symptom of dizziness, of pain, any kind of symptoms in the name of Jesus thank you, you Jesus. depart thank you, Jesus. in Jesus name thank you Lord amen Hallelujah. amen thank you glory to God receive that whoever you are today well I hope you enjoyed celebrating Independence Day I'm just so grateful we could stand together and do it together amen never forget your freedom is because of Jesus your freedom comes because of his word. Amen. It's based on his word. I know we went a little late today. We usually get done about 11.15. So I'm sorry we went a little late. But we had a lot of singing and things that we needed to do. And we, we honored our grads. That's important. We never want to rush through that. We took communion together. We accomplished a lot. And to God be the glory for it. Join us tomorrow online. I'll be online at 9 a.m. We'll do prayer together. Uh, every morning at 9 we'll do that and so uh, join us for that don't forget Wednesday come out and be a part of that Saturday for the firecracker event that's going to be taking place come out for that we're just thankful that we are a part of the family of God